Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. I'm Kate Norris. I'm Thomas Craft. And we're here to help you plan, design, and deliver your best presentation. Hello and welcome, ladies, gentlemen, children, and bosses to episode 53 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. And we're pretty excited because it is the 29th of April, which means this has been one year of podcasting with an episode every week for the Presentation Boss Podcast. Yeah, 1st of May was our first episode last year. Is that right? Yeah, 1st of May. Yeah, cool. So the year hasn't lined up exactly perfectly. And apparently there was 53 weeks. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah, it's totally thrown my knowledge of how many weeks are in a year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Look, it was a leap year. Let's blame that. Maybe that's what threw us off, right? That's not an extra week. Well, do you have a better option? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) And look, how great it's been uh, and how far we've come. We've, we've had a few conversations ourselves about how much more proud we are of this podcast with basically every passing episode and every passing month and where we've come. The amount of people that now listen to us is just unbelievable and reassuring. And, and, and we love doing this. We love sharing what we know, mm. doing our speech breakdowns, and of course, having conversations with some really cool people. There's a few more coming up, of course. We've got some more episodes planned, some more guest uh, expert interviews uh, being recorded. Yeah, I think that's probably my highlight, I think, of this podcast is definitely having a platform to have people share their knowledge and therefore being able to talk to them. That's been a massive highlight for me. I mean, we've had, what, 30 guests or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's just been really exciting to to talk to some of those people. Just really cool, really cool. Yeah, and I think I think we talked about this over our um, special episodes at the end of 2019, but just how much our business has changed and how much this podcast has helped give us clarity around exactly what we do as mm, well. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, the current crisis has changed everything again for most businesses. So we're just uh, navigating that like like everyone else now, I guess. Yeah. And the podcast has been affected as well. We're recording via Zoom still yeah, um, because we're not sitting in the same room. I tell you what, though, you know what's been our most popular episode in the last couple of months is the Bill Gates pandemic (laughs) speech (laughs) breakdown, which is probably not surprising because chances are if you're searching for that speech, you may have found our podcast via that search. So hello to any new listeners who have been brought here by Bill Gates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but our most listened to episode ever is still our very first episode, which was the six key areas of public speaking. And we talked about those six key skills that any any presenter needs to master to be a good communicator. And so today for our one year episode, we're going to do another overview episode, uh, which is going to help bring together a whole lot of ideas about how you plan, design and deliver your best presentations. Yeah. So the intro to our podcast does promise that we will help you plan, design and deliver your best presentation. So on this episode, we're going to take a look at what that actually means. Our intro, which which is you, I believe, Kate, right? You said that. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> we deal with people who want their presentations to just be better. They say things to us like, I need more confidence or I don't know what to do with my hands, but they are very much symptoms rather than underlying issues. And we know that a presentation is a whole bunch of things that come together. But often when we think about presentation skills, we think about delivery. We think about body language, about our voice, maybe about our PowerPoint occasionally. But to us, that's about a third of what makes a great presentation. Yeah, yeah. So much more, eh? 
They are what I would put into delivery, which is just one of the three underlying pillars of a presentation. And yes, people want to give better presentations if they can recognize that in themselves. But we know that the reason a presentation delivery fails is often because of a lack of informed preparation. And so those Mm. first two pillars, that plan and design that we talk about, is really where the magic happens. And countless guests on this podcast have even said it, that the most important thing with a presentation is the preparation. Yeah. So a lot of our previous discussion episodes have often done a deep dive into some particular aspect or step within those. Um, But today we're sort of, I think, as we said, going to patch that together, take a bit of a bird's eye view and how that all fits together. Shall we start with plan? I would often recommend people start with plan. That's where we normally start. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and plan has three core steps in it. And again, each one of these we've discussed in a previous episode, but there's the three core steps and they are audience analysis, defining your message and building the structure of your presentation. So why don't we go through those in just a little bit of overview, just a little bit of detail and sort of piece this all together for you. Audience analysis, we've talked about this time and time again, is knowing exactly who you are speaking to and why you are speaking to that person. And I do say person as opposed to people, because we are often talking about public speaking, which generally means to a group. But if you can identify what one person, that one person needs from you, what they need to hear from you, there might be 20 of that person in the room. Mm. But if you can work out what they know, what they think and what they're currently doing and then identify what you want them to know, what you want them to think and what you want them to do, that forms the base for your entire presentation is knowing who you're giving it to. Yeah, the, uh, the only thing I would add in there is that communication really is about what is heard and what is understood rather than what is said. So we really need to know who we're speaking to, and and as much about them as possible. We need to have a real audience focus for our communication. Otherwise, we wind up just sort of speaking into the ether or realistically, we end up speaking to ourselves or a room of people we think are exactly the same as us. So that's, that's why it's such an important step is to know exactly who you're speaking to. The next part of plan is to define your message. Yeah, this really comes down to if you don't know the message that you're trying to communicate to people, they will never know what that message is that you're trying to communicate. So, I mean, we place such a huge emphasis on this around defining exactly what the one key takeaway backbone message of any presentation is. I was recently coaching a guy and he was a CEO in the tourism sector and we're workshopping as a bit of an example, a presentation that he had upcoming. And he sent through to me sort of what he had. uh, And, you know, we could then work with that. And it was one of the first questions I asked was, what's your message here? Because I was looking through this presentation and he had some interesting stories about um, some events that he'd facilitated. He had some, um, some, a lot of details around like the tourism sector in Queensland as well. And there was a particular one that stood out to me. He was talking about quite a, quite a while was the five different international airports in Queensland. And I just wasn't sure what this presentation was about. And, and I asked him, you know, what are you trying to say here? And he, he didn't really know. And that was very apparent in the presentation that I was looking at. I didn't really know what he was trying to tell me or what he was going to try and tell his audience. So I worked with him to refine this message. What was the one thing he wanted to say at this given conference uh, with this given presentation? It turned out it had nothing to do with 
airports, he was actually really wanting to talk about risk management when you're planning an event. And so we actually pulled out a message which was to do with exactly that one topic and he knew exactly then which details needed to be kept in the presentation. And immediately upon knowing what should stay and what should go, he was hugely more confident going into this presentation, having just done the two steps of knowing who his audience was, what they needed, and the one message he wanted to communicate. And that saves so much time as well when you've got a little bit of boundaries and it just makes the decisions on what's in, what's out just so much quicker. Yeah, it's exactly that. And so everything in the presentation drives towards that one message. Every story, fact, visual aid that you might have points Mm. towards that one message. So it's worth spending some time on asking yourself some questions around if the message is exactly what it is that you want to be communicating in that time. And then the last thing in plan is the structure of your presentation. So once you've got that overarching message is how do you then, is how do you then put some structure to the rest of the presentation? So we have a particular structure that we teach. It's actually basically a a format, a template um, that you drop your stories, your anecdotes, your facts, your sentences, your visuals into. uh, And it just works every time. It's nice and quick, but it's super, uh, it's super simple. Yeah. It works for 95% of presentations. And we have had to work with some that don't quite fit that structure. And that's okay because there are other structures out there. But this one that we used with three main pillars to it, works for most presentations that you will give. Yeah, if I look back at this same guy and he had a whole lot of you know, stories, information and ideas floating around in this presentation and I gave him this structure, which was like, what are the three things you're going to talk about here, mate? And we pulled them out and we managed to have a story and a point and then some data for, for three segments and it beautifully illustrated uh, exactly what his message was and what he wanted to tell his audience because it was nice and clear and defined what that structure was. Because with any presentation, with any audience member, people want to expend the least amount of energy possible. So if it's complex to follow along with your structure, people are going to tune out. So you need to make it easy and clear and as succinct as possible within your structure. And honestly, not only does does that make your delivery better, it makes your preparation better as well. Because if you've got a, a template for your structure ready, it can reduce your preparation time by a significant amount. Mm. So that's plan. That's what we say is the first step, the first stage, the first pillar of all presentations. Yeah. And it's worth spending a good amount of time here to analyze your audience, to define your message and to build the structure. Shall we move to design? So design is the next stage. And for most things in our business, we Um, do a lot of the same kind of thing. But Thomas and I really differentiate ourselves here in this design phase. Thomas, as we've heard... Loves PowerPoint. (laughs) Loves PowerPoint, (laughs) yeah. And with my background, I really love data visualisation and creating those graphs and charts and other data visualisations that you then put on sometimes a PowerPoint or a written report or however you're actually going to deliver it. Do you want to start with PowerPoint? I can see that you really want to talk about PowerPoint. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to talk about PowerPoint. And as always, whenever I say PowerPoint, I actually mean just any slide software, PowerPoint, Keynote, Prezi, Canva, Google Slides. They all do the exact same thing. Um, It's just the philosophy behind it that we like to talk about. And we, we know that having some visuals to go with a presentation can greatly reinforce your message and, and your delivery. 
as always, just please don't go anywhere near designing any sort of slide until you've done the entire plan stage and you know what it is that you're going to need a visual for, right? So when you're going through that plan phase, you, come, you may come across a stage where you need to show the audience something. And, and that's, that's what PowerPoint is designed for. It's designed to be a visual communication medium. So we need to keep it visual. What do I have to show my audience? Now, this might be things like... Bullet points. Oh, can you not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, not not bullet points. We'll come to that. But you might need to show... But you might need to show things like your data visualization. So graphs and charts. You might need to have photos or your visual models or pictures or screenshots. Any of that sort of thing that you have to show people. So if you can continue to ask yourself the question, what, do I, what does my audience need to see? What do I have to show them to help this make sense? Then you're going to have much better slides that move away from the typical bullet points and that click and read and click and read and that death by PowerPoint that we are all ever so sick of. Um, so yeah, in the design phase is really about what are the things I need to show my audience uh, and how do I go about doing that and designing the slides and the visuals that you need, if any, for your presentation. And I think we're both, Kate, of the opinion that there's a lot of advice out there that says to move away from having any sort of visual communication, like don't use PowerPoint, don't use handouts and this stuff, like presentation should be this pure one person speaking in a room full of people listening, which is absolutely a core skill and something that we need to master, but having a visual element and having well-designed visual elements to a presentation is just massively powerful, right? Yeah, and I see where that's come from. I really do, where people just kind of get so fed up and they don't know how to fix the problem, so they just completely ban, like PowerPoint, for example. Yeah, or they say, don't use PowerPoint, we're going to use Prezi instead, and then you get death by Prezi. Like, it's the same thing, it's just got a different name on it. Yeah, I think we've used the analogy before of car accidents like cars occasionally have accidents therefore we need to ban all cars it's not the car's fault it's the driver maybe we just need to learn to drive a little bit better yeah teach people to drive better i think probably everybody we've ever worked with now they're nearly always a bit concerned about their powerpoints and you know we run through some of the theory and the design uh the design strategies that we use that are super simple and I, I'm yet to have a client that hasn't been impressed with, oh, yeah, that, that looks way better. That's a lot more simple. And just some super simple stuff can make such a big difference to PowerPoint design. Yeah, because people go from it being a detractor from their presentation to something that really helps, takes it well away from being a negative and so far into a positive. And it's really interesting how quickly that can change when you just use a few design principles. Absolutely. All right, I could talk for hours and hours about PowerPoint. I think I already have on this on this podcast. So go back and listen to those. And let's, uh, let's have a quick chat, Kate, about uh, data visualization and presentation, hey? Hmm. Data visualization is really about taking any sort of charts or graphs and presenting that. Because so often what happens is we've got these standard program defaults. Mm. Or we have beautiful programs like Power BI, Tableau, even Excel. There's a whole stack that can create really beautiful, really fancy charts and graphs. And these programs really are great, but you really need to, it's the same as PowerPoint. The capability is immense, but you've really got to understand what you're doing before you jump in and just start creating things and designing things. I mean, it's the same with anything design. Photoshop or even Microsoft Word when you're putting together a document, you've got to have some understanding of what you're trying to create, what outcome you want. 
And in DataViz, what we really like to focus on is, is understanding the basic underlying psychology about how people process data, how people understand information. And again, this comes back to what is that one message that you had? Like, there's a reason we do these things in this order, because now when you've got your data, you know what the message is that you're trying to communicate. And any design, whether it's PowerPoint, data visualization, or some sort of other visual aid, design without an intent, without a message, without a purpose, is just artwork. It's not helping anybody communicate. So if I think back to a conversation with a guy that I had a little while ago, and we were talking about his presentation strategy, this company does software for mining. And what they'd identified is that they could get a 4.2% gain of efficiency in some particular process by changing one particular thing. And their graph didn't display the message. Their graph was just displaying numbers. And when this was displayed to the executive, the conversation was derailed and they ended up arguing over whether it was going to provide a 4.2% efficiency gain or a 4.3% efficiency gain and how that all came about. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) And this is not the point. The point was there's a huge opportunity here because if we're talking those sorts of numbers, that's massive numbers in mining. But if you just show your audience a graph, if you just show them numbers, if you allow them to interpret your data without the same context that you have as the person who is producing it, the focus of your audience is going to be on comprehending a graph, not understanding the opportunity that you're trying to show them or not understanding the problem that you are trying to solve. So the second pillar after plan is to design. And we split this one between us because we're both passionate in a little bit different area. But the two big aspects of design are to create the visuals that you want. So how do you go about your slide design or any sort of visual aid design? And how do you best display your data visualization and then data presentation? There's some other aspects to design as well that we're not going to touch on today, but Basically, any aspect of your presentation that needs designing once you've planned it and outlined it fits in here. It's the second pillar of presentation. Finally, the tip of the iceberg, the thing that people see is the delivery. Yeah, and I have picked up a new saying lately and I love it, which is that presentation is a manifestation of the preparation. So... As we started with, people who come to us and say, I just want to give better presentations or I just want more confidence or what do I do with my hands? We find anytime we're doing coaching or a workshop, by the time we even get to covering some of this delivery content, if we ask people, now that you know what it is you're going to talk about, how much more confident do you feel? And it's hugely, people feel hugely more confident just having spent some time considering what it is they want to say, who they're saying it to and how they're going to say it. So this is effectively everything that happens when you're trying to get all of your, your, your planning and your design and get it out, get it spoken and communicated to people. So the things that need to happen in the lead up to and when you're in front of an audience. So we kind of break this down into three, three key areas. The first one is what we call physical delivery. So your voice, your body language, those sort of things. Uh, we also have in there practice, so making sure that you rehearse a presentation before you give it for the for the for realsies time and having some sort of pre-start ritual uh, just before you give a presentation. All right, so let's dive into physical delivery briefly. We've yep. got our body language and this is all the stuff about being open with your audience, owning the stage a little bit and using gestures that are inclusive and that are quite natural. 
And I think we have to be careful about being too prescriptive about body language. There is some advice out there that gives specific things that you should do with your body language. But I think this is actually a little bit on where your personality comes out because some people are naturally more energetic than others. If we go pretty stereotypically, the Italians, you know, we know that they love to use their hands. They're very expressive. Whereas a lot of people that we work with, again, stereotypically, are the analytical engineering type. And I feel like I've just said that Italians can't be engineers. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> I've contrasted them. I know for a fact the Italians built part of the International Space Station. So There you go. <laughs> But the point is, there's a whole range of body language between people. And this is really where you let your personality shine. And what I would like to see is how you would talk to someone one-on-one is basically how you would talk to a group. And sometimes in a bigger group, you need to augment your natural self, but it's still yourself. If you're still a little bit more quiet and reserved, you're not going to be a Tony Robbins on stage. You're not going to be waving around with exceptional large gestures. So I think that while body language is really important to think about, you also really need to think about what is you? How would you talk to someone one-on-one if you're standing having a conversation and bring that to your presentation? Because that's what a presentation is. It is a conversation with an audience. And similarly, our voice is very individual, but we can portray so much through our voice There's so much emotion that gets carried in our voice. We can hear if someone is not confident in their voice. We can hear if someone is unsure. We can hear their mood. We can tell if they're happy or sad or excited or or upset about something. You can hear that in their voice. You can hear so much emotion. So it's worth being able to control that and being able to express that emotion, but at the same time, keeping control of it. I think um, when you're giving a presentation and you put the, the time and the effort into planning a presentation properly, it frees up so much of your mental bandwidth to not be sort of thinking on the fly about what it is that you're going to say next. And you have a bit more freedom to be authentic and to be yourself and to not stress about what it is exactly that you're doing with your hands on stage. Mm. And really we see it all the time, advice that says you must do this or you must never do that or always do these things when you're presenting. And it becomes quite prescriptive. And we think if people are telling you something that you must or must not do with yourself, with your own presentation, that's a bit weird. And in the physical delivery, there's, there's a whole bunch of other considerations, maybe how you deal with question answers, how you interact with the display of your PowerPoint, movement around the room, interaction with people. So there's a, f- there's a few extra things in there, but voice and body are probably the big two, right? Yeah, I think so. I want to talk just quickly about practice. And this is actually something that we ask every single one of our guests is whether they believe that you should practice your presentations or whether it's better to just be authentic and speak at the time and just off the cuff, just off the cuff, just give it a go. Yeah. And every single one without fail, without exception says that practice is absolutely essential. The first time that you say something should not be in front of an audience. Yeah. And most of the time, if someone says that they're actually worse when they practice, the problem is they have not practiced enough. Or practice properly. Or practice properly, yeah. So it is worth practicing a lot and practicing the right way. So to practice properly, you do need to say your presentation out loud. This is not about scripting. This is not about memorizing. This is about understanding the flow of your presentation. 
And I do believe that there are little bits and pieces that we should memorize, that we should know word for word. And these are important things like quotes that you need to get right. They're things like statistics or facts that you absolutely need to get word perfect. But what you're really aiming for overall is an understanding of the flow. It doesn't need to be the same wording each time. It just needs to be the same overall structure. And lastly, we're going to talk about having a pre-start ritual. So this is in the moments before you begin a presentation. So maybe you know, a few minutes before what it is you're doing to prepare yourself for the presentation. So we have a pre-start ritual that has, um, it's actually it's an acronym, it's S-P-E-A-K, SPEAK, um, which just has a checklist of things that you can do to make sure that you're ready to present uh, your best presentation. So it's really just making sure that you, you start strongly and make a really good first impression when you begin your presentation. And you know what, a lot of this can point towards some of these previous points, like your voice and body, like making sure that you've warmed up your voice and that you've got good body language to begin with. Uh, and things like knowing your first line. So we talked about rehearsal and some memorization there, like your first line, you should be able to nail that without too much thought as you settle into the presentation. But you absolutely need to have some sort of pre-start ritual for the moments before you begin a presentation. Yeah. So that is really how to plan, design and deliver your best presentation. Every one of these items we've talked about today, we have done a deep dive in a previous episode on like every single one of those. So there's links to all of those down in the show notes if you want to go back and get really detailed on each of these steps. But that's how they all fit together through those three pillars. So planning your presentation, which involves identifying your audience, defining your message and building the structure of your presentation the design. So this is thinking about things that you need to show your audience, putting together your data visualization and your slides or any other visual aids that you might want to use. And then the overall delivery. So that one third that people tend to worry about, that last step, the delivery around how you actually do the physical voice and body and actual presentation, uh, as well as the way and amount that you practice and having a pre-start ritual. That's really how we sort of pull all of that together so that you can deliver your best presentation. And if you're wondering how you stack up in each of these areas, we've got a resource that will help you identify which areas you might be better in and which ones need a little bit of work. And we'll put a link in the show notes to the podcast section of our website where you can download that resource. Yeah, little self-evaluation tool. Yeah. Virtual high five for one year of podcasts, Mr. Thomas. Heck yeah. Presentation Boss Podcast turned one. And thank you so much to our listeners that we have heard from the beginning. And to anyone that's just joined us, welcome. Lovely having you here. We're one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're well on our way of Kate's target of 100 weekly episodes. Over halfway now. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Do stay safe, stay sane, and wash your hands and continue to deliver your best presentations. Thanks for listening to today's show. Head to presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for this episode, all other episodes and other free resources. If you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss, email us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Or we'd love for you to give us a review on iTunes. It helps more people find us. Have a great week. Oh, recording.
What is this, 53? This is our one-year episode, Kate. Oh, not bloody bad. I didn't think we'd make it. <laughs> uh, let's kick this off. 